0: And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I'm your host, Alex Kessler. You're with my co-hosts, Ben Bateman and Michael Grothy. Today, we have many things to talk about. Serious things. Things that you may have noticed that are slightly different around us. And also, Lance. We're going to talk about Lance today. Lance is the major overall subject matter. Uh, Plus, uh, for the hot take, there's going to be a fun game. So make sure on Monday to check that out. Uh, But... You may have noticed we have a new logo, uh, and then kind of a new name to an extent, but not really. But kind of. I even introd this wrong t- with that in mind. Uh, so welcome Do to you want to start over to the MM Cast podcast. No, I like all this. This is this is for the public. <laughs> uh, welcome to the <laughs> MM Cast. Uh, we we have realized that over the last, you know. For years we've been using the MMCast is basically how we refer to ourselves other than very specifically the intro and then just like copy that exists on the internet. If you look at most remote, uh, social, it's the MMCast. And we've also had our logo since 2015 and is like very associated with kind of what the command zone has as their logo. And we wanted to kind of, uh, as we've now stepped away from doing exclusively modern content, uh, we felt like we wanted to include some level of uh, a brand that kind of accomplishes everything. So people, when they see us are like, oh, they only make modern content, I'm not interested. Um, because we're you know we're doing Commander every Monday, we're doing uh, a bunch of historic streams and just uh, drafts and streams online. We do like editorial videos once in a while, and even this podcast has become more about how we play Magic and and, and how we hope people that listen to us like to play Magic, um, and the different pl- versions of Magic that we're playing versus just modern, especially in a time when playing modern is hard, right? Unless you unless you have a PC with Moto on it. Um, and a, a robust Moto account, it's kind of really hard to play modern. So most people aren't including us, um, and just want more of the freedom to talk about everything, and and really just to yeah, like, so- let people know who want to find us that we're talking about anything, not just modern. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's been, you know, we've, we've started to get comfortable talking about all different magic subjects, and so we felt it was time. We we're very excited about it. Our whole logo design is all designed by Jacob Patrick. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at JPDs, so give him a shout. Let him know how cool uh, and stoked you are on the new logo. Uh, he's a good friend of mine who does incredible work for a lot of the stuff I, I work on, and, and shout him out. Let him know that you like the logo.
0: It would mean a lot to us. Uh, thanks, Jacob, for all the hard work. Yeah, and I, I think it's really cool. I like that there's like a subtle Star Wars knot in the logo. Uh I like the use of the lightning bolt. We're keeping the lightning bolt. It's the best I think it's the purest magic card ever printed. I don't think I would argue it would I'd be hard pressed to say there's another card that's more magic than a lightning bolt.
2: So iconic, so few words, it's in alpha. What more do you want? And
0: but it's not like it's not like Incestual Recall, right? Where like this card can't be Played in any format ever, because it breaks the game yeah, in half. Right. It's, just, it's just generically the best at it, and great, and I love it. Right. Uh, it's what are your it's good, but
2: not at, like, an overwhelming power level, right? It's like...
0: It was the you, middle You love
2: level. to cast it. You don't feel terrible when it gets cast on you. Like, it's just yeah, great. It's, just, it's like, it's simple perfect. in what it does. Like, Llanowar Elves is a contender, but it's like... Oh, yeah. Also, really good. It's complicated. Also, elves Weird. are on every set.
0: Literally, any set has lightning. You would have to have a very specific world that lightning can't be yeah. on it. Um, no clouds. So no let me clouds. ask you. So
1: let me ask you guys this. So, so, so big. First of all, big time uh, shout out to the nobles of House Modern. All of the patrons that uh, you know provide all the content that we do here. Pinky's out to the nobles. We do a little hangout with in the in the Discord before the show every single week.
0: One of the ideas for this episode that we had, and, and, and it was and almost honestly the episode idea that we had spawned off of this, is over the weekend, we was Command Fest um, online with Channel Fireball. And and A, they, they had me on to do, uh, played a game of Commander on the stream. That was really awesome. Uh, I got to get my face stomped in by a full on CDH Tiny Bones deck uh, while uh, from someone from the 99 YouTube channel. And then uh, Talia Vest, me, and Mana uh, Chase from Mana Curves. Uh, I'll just like did nothing for a game as our hands were disrupted by tiny bones and uh, it was very Dragon Ball Z tournament. <laughs> no one was ready to handle what was happening, but um, that was awesome. And then and then on, on Sunday we did a panel uh, and, and Ben, you are on and we did it with um, uh, Ashlyn and Tappy and Jim from Spike Feeders who we've had on our, our, our commander stream. Uh, we just talked about like getting into Commander and that kind of thing, and and at the end of the episode, we did this whole thing where he asked a bunch of dumb questions, uh, Lightning Fire and 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 a. Uh, one of those questions ended up being uh, how many lands is the average amount of lands that you play in your Commander decks, and then everyone answered. and Then CFB asked that question on the internet, and it ended up causing a greater conversation online, <laughs> um, where pros started leaning in. Yeah. So I didn't see this. What? How many lands are people usually playing in their deck? What's, like, so the... My answer was 38, which seemed to be the one that most people were like, that's the correct amount. Uh, but, so Jim said 32, because in CDH, and then, like, 30... But, yeah, he's regular. playing,
2: like, he's playing, like, seven zero mana mana rocks, right?
0: So... <laughs> um, and then Ashley I think, said 36, and Tappy said not enough, which I think is also the objectively correct answer. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, if you asked
2: me how many were in my deck I would probably say like oh well you know it's a deck that plays a lot of lands probably like 40 honestly and then I'll count and it'll be like 35 right
0: right well like I have the habit of like like, not being able to cut a card, and then be like, you know what, maybe this top technically counts as a land, and maybe this uh, Enlightened Tutor, you know, there's, I can find yeah. uh, uh, Sol Ring with this Enlightened Tutor, that's a land. Uh, land I'm playing deck. five mana Rocks, that's yeah. like a land? I see those are each Yeah, at least just one. I have like four Bounce Lands, that's two lands. <laughs> they draw you a card. I think, I think the truth, I think the truth of like,
1: that whole idea, which you just said about Enlightened Tutor finding Sol Ring is kind of a joke, it's like an aside, that I, that I find particularly funny is... Anytime you ever justify making a decision in deck building that's like, well, worst case scenario, this thing does this, you never ever 100 percent of the time use it for that thing. So it's actually an invalid idea. Like, I can think of plenty of times I've put Tainted Pact in a deck, and I'm like, well, worst case, Tainted Pact just cycles, right? It just draws you a card. But like, you're never going to cast Tainted Pact to cycle when you need a land. You're just never you're not you're not going to do it. You're going to be like, this is way too valuable. I'll hold on to this and just miss my land drop if I have to. Right. And right. the same
0: for yeah. And True is a you perfect I mean? example like that. Well, like, and and I did a poll. After it, like, Channel Fireball, and everyone was talking about it, and then, like, Sam Black tweeted, like, quote tweeted in and was like, I don't get why Commander players don't play more than 35 lands. If I were playing, 40 lands would be my minimum. And then, like, people started arguing with him because they're like, no, I have mana rocks. He's like, I was counting mana rocks whole thing happened on the internet. It was fascinating. It was cool that I had started that with a dumb question during the the panel that we had. Um, but, um, so, uh, what I wanted to do for this episode and, and, and we have a little bit of the land conversation we just had was ask some of these questions. Then I got a bunch of new ones, um, just for fun as, as, as a little bit as this episode is the like new logo episode, it'd be more of like a, a personality fun, silly episode. Um, and then we'll talk about, Magic stuff. We don't talk about it. magic anymore. We just ask fun <laughs>
2: questions now. Rebrand.
0: <laughs> uh, but obviously, these are all magic related, including stuff like how many lands is the right amount of lands to play in a deck, and um, generally, I leaned towards as close to forty percent as possible. And when you have an argument to play more than that, that is correct. Um, so like, interesting. So like cycle okay, lands so, so that lets you go to forty two, right? Like like cycle lands shouldn't replace. Regular lands, they should replace spells and then be something that you're willing to just cycle when you need to. But I yeah, just I'm think playing. so. OK, so
1: so for me, it, it, it completely depends a format B style of deck. Right. So like I know from what you're saying and what is so consistent with like a lot of the people we like to play with That you are willing to play cycle lands, you're willing to play lands that are that maybe enter tapped or or are colorless because they're very valuable. Whereas like the way I construct decks in my mind, I like never, ever, ever want to end a turn with a with like a land I didn't use unless I'm just like holding open counter magic. I didn't have to use that turn. So I like want every land to come in untapped. I want them all to cast all of my cards. And I'm, like, almost unwilling to play any any other way, which means, like, I want to play as few lands as possible, and the lands I play cannot have any function that does not allow me to play that game plan. So, like, a tapped cycling land, for instance, or a triome, which is, you know, similar, like a, a tapped cycling land, I, like, can't get behind. It, like, it stresses me out to see them in my opening hand because it means, like, I'm not going to come out consistently.
2: I also think if you're playing a lot of cheap cantrips, uh, like Legacy Delver decks or, like, um, modern or standard, like, Sprite Dragon decks um you don't you're prone to flooding out because so much of your deck is just like these opts or ponders or or crash throughs or whatever that don't do anything and so you're just like okay i'm gonna keep this hand it has a couple of cantrips it has a couple of lands and like a soul scar mage or something so i'm gonna like play my soul scar mage oh no it got bolted okay uh, op, uh land Put it on the bottom. Land. Crash through. Land. Okay, now I'm mana flooded and I lose the game. (laughs) Yeah. You just have so many cards that don't do anything, you cannot afford to get mana screwed. So those decks are typically playing like 20 lands or less, especially in Legacy where you have access to Brainstorm. Yeah, I mean,
0: the modern modern Blitz, Blue-Red, Prowess deck basically is playing... Eighteen lands, right? So, so I, yeah, been, and yeah. in standard, it's usually
2: closer to twenty, like the the, mo- the standard blue red sprite dragon decks. And, and
0: I think I think the point of like what's your average CMC plus how many cantrips you have is like a huge kind of differentiator here, right? Like if if you're Aiming to cast only one and two drops, which literally this sprite deck is. The, the most expensive cards of the deck are Bedlam Reveler and Stormwing Entity, which are a two drop and a two-drop. <laughs> uh, most of the time. Yeah, half the time. Um,
2: and, Bedlam and, Reveler is you're casting it for more than two, uh, you know. A lot
0: of the time. But not a lot of the time, but not like, like a significant, deck. a significant amount of the time. This deck has three gut shots, four meter giant growths, four mana I feel like it's actually casting it for two. More often than most decks playing Deadly Reveller. But it's like, oh, Treasure Cruise is just Ancestral Recall, right? But that's not true. I've cast a Treasure
2: Cruise for three. I've a treasure a Treasure Cruise for four. Sure, sure. Like, when it was legal in modern, and, like, obviously, you're you're playing to maximize it. Can you play it for one? Yeah. Yes, but, okay, like, yeah. you play it for three, and you're like, fine. Okay, but
0: so but yeah, the point is that this deck doesn't really need more than two to four lands, right? Ever. In yeah. target. And in fact, if yeah. they draw more than that, they're negatively affected. Their chances of yeah. winning And they
2: are, three, are, in modern at least, playing Cycle Lands, because they're playing Islets, right?
0: Uh, they are playing three Fire Islets, yes. Which so is theoretically
2: you're playing cycling lands, but you're still only at eighteen because you just cannot afford to spend effectively two mana to cycle them.
0: What I think so. I think, it's
2: like depends on the style of deck that you're playing. You know, I mean,
0: when I when I, when I imagine, point, yeah 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 when I was saying cycling lands, I meant actual cycling lands, cycling lands like ones that come into the play tapped. Right, those are ones that I would not play over an untapped mana source. I think that, that that's can too much. I mean, people
2: are not playing those very often in modern Correct. except in like Jun decks or decks with, with life and the Lone in them or something. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think I think those those untapped, like the fiery islets of the world, uh waterlogged Groves, I mean that's why those lands are so special. It's why Horizon Canopy was so popular for such a long time, is cause effectively it allows you to do both the things we're talking about. It allows you to play 21, 22 lands in a deck if you want to, while also having the versatility to channel that into more gas later in the game. I mean, and and obviously that's why they don't tap for anything other than, you know, pay life.
0: Which, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, though, you have the, you know, in modern, the Uro pile decks, right? Where it's just, like, Feel the Dead, 4 Uro, and taking advantage of, um, what's it called, the uh, Mystic Sanctuary, and they're excuse me, on average, paying 27 lands. So that's... I
2: believe Uro Pile is the official name of a deck in every single format in Magic now. Yeah, it's not a modern thing. You can play an Uro Pile in <laughs> Historic or Standard, Pioneer, Legacy, probably Vintage. I don't know enough about Vintage, but probably Uro
1: has, right? Uro has crept up on my list now, I think, of, of my 10 most hated Magic cards of all time. Might even It might have even made top five by now. I hate that card. I, I can't even begin to tell you when it comes down against me. I like I like cringe in a way that's just like, I don't even want to play this game anymore. It's never going to work out for me. Like this, is, this is going to end in you beating me by like six life probably, and everything I draw is going to feel invalidated. I, I, I would put it in, the, in my probably top five most hated cards of all time. Well, and
2: it's not like the type of card you're looking to cast either because it wants you to play like
1: 27 lands. No. <laughs> have, you, have you thought of playing Cling to Dust? I've, I'm now in the new version of the deck I've just put together. I'm playing two in the main deck.
2: Um oh I saw sweet. something cool actually. In the Artisan, there's an artisan event on uh yeah, arena right now, which is uh so this is this is standard twenty twenty one artisan, so it's like everything that's not rotating that's in standard. Uh, and then artisan is commons and uncommons only. And I had an opponent who was playing all of the like M21 if you gain at the beginning beginning your end step if you gain three or more life, do the thing. And they were playing Cling to Dust in their deck, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. They're making like so many Griffins, I'm never going to win. And I did not win. <laughs> like, the this, the number three on that card, I, I just figured, like, oh, you know, it's relevant in aggro matchups, because you can gain a few life. But the three,
0: the number three, yep. they did it. They did the thing where they like test stuff. I have <laughs> I have uh, an arena historic dredge list that's taking advantage of Uro creating gaining through life and um, uh, the what when you mill it you do three damage and gain through life creeping um, chill creeping chill and I'm playing mm. the the zombie the three one that comes back every time it's you gain through life cool. the vampire um, zombie the vampire zombie um, so there's now a vampire there's now a vampire spirit and vampire zombie right. There's spirit zombie is up next. And, well, There's no a spirit that, zombie. Right? No, no. I need a, i need a vampire skeleton. I think would be the next.
2: I want. There zombie. is a vampire skeleton. <laughs> there is a skeletal okay.
0: vampire. Oh yeah. yeah, you're right. We're making our way down the list. They're just hitting up all the stops. uh But yeah, so so what I think is interesting though is so so just between those two decks, and I think if you actually were to like add all this together, we're there probably is a zombie a, spirit. There is a zombie Sorry. spirit.
2: Sorry. Yeah, I was looking it up. Uh, what is it? When it's uh, great board muse. Oh yeah.
0: There you go. Just all the stops. It Black just gets the shuffle whatever they want because everything is just a different dead thing. Yeah. They're just layers of dead. <laughs> um, but, I'm to look up all these weird combinations now. Is there a skeleton zombie? And you can continue. I bet there's not a skeleton zombie. That sounds ridiculous. No, there
2: definitely is. I remember seeing this card when it came out, but I don't remember the name. Oh, my gosh. There's not. I
0: could have sworn. Ah, all skeleton right. Zombie. That's what's next. All right, we figured it out. Um, so so, but but in modern, it looks like you know, in general, the average amount of lands people are playing are something around twenty three, right? <laughs> and and like these are the two extremes. And right now, modern is very stratified between these two decks as the two most played. But even then, there's six and seven percent of the metagame, so it's not even that 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 extreme. But uro is any uro deck you want to have more lands, any as you guys said, more cantrips or low cost things. You want less lands because you don't want to flood out. And and I think the the idea between lands that come into the play tapped is that they prevent flooding out, right? Like in jund. Raging Ravine is always your flood out answer or, or, or cycle lands or whatever, making it so that you always have something that does something. And in Abzian, it was it was uh, uh, the put a plus on plus one counter on all your birds of paradise because you play all these elves or ramp spells that you need to be able to do something with. So it's, it's always kind of just like a conversation of do you want to get mana screwed sometimes, but then always Count draw you, gas? Yes. Uh, or do you want to flood out, but then mitigate that by having lands that do things? And in Commander, I think people, what we were talking about before, cutting cards is really hard in Singleton, right? Like, it literally, one of my favorite things to tweet is just as I get new cards and update decks, how to have other people cut cards for me because I can't decide. And, like, the easiest thing to do is be like, oh, I'm playing, like, three almost lands. That's a land. I can cut a land. And then, like, you do that four times, and now you're at 32 lands in your deck. And you're like, oh, I, like, get mana screwed every game, why is that happening? And then you count. I mean, I did this with you, Ben. We were on the airplane. We were playing Highlander Roulette and I lost every single game for the entire airplane ride. At the very end of it, I was like, why do I keep getting mana screwed? And I counted and I think the average land count was like 28 in my six yeah you're supposed to be playing card yeah. singleton decks <laughs> <laughs> um and so i added a bunch of lands and then literally the next time we played all i did was add lands and then i like stomped ben's face it was great
1: <laughs> are you guys more willing to play so are you guys more willing to play more lands like in that 40 plus range in commander because it's slower and like having more lands having more mana bigger effects is more valuable or does it does it adjust for you in commander
0: this, this was kind of the conversation. People were, were arguing that commander is more forgiving you for playing less lands. Because you have... People will generally ignore you if you're mana... If you're like, oh, man, I'm mana screwed. People just won't attack you because they'll feel bad. So you have more time to draw cards. Um, but, but kind of what pros were arguing was the other hand, which is like, you have a commander. So you can't get flooded out really because you always have the option of playing whatever is in your command zone not just once like companion but multiple times and so therefore why not go up to 40 lands and and so i i agree i also think that like the types of things that you're
2: playing in commander are typically like big splashy effects that are like you know drawing a lot of cards or generating a lot of value in some way you know giving you mana sinks like you know, even something like Sunforger or whatever, like, you just have so many ways to spend mana in your deck um, that all you need to do is hit your land drops and you'll be able to spend it. Not just because you have a commander, but also because of the types of uh, effects that are prevalent in commander. And I think this does carry over to, like, the Uro piles. Like, obviously, Uro asks you to have more lands in your deck because you have to hit your third land and have a fourth land already ready to go for when you play Uro and put it into play. And chances are, in most decks that play Uro, you also want to hit that fifth land, right? Um, So he's like, Uro is explicitly encouraging you to put lands in your deck because he says, like, put a land from your hand on the battlefield. But Uro is also encouraging you to put lands in your deck because if you just hit your land drops and, like, play a handful of spells, Uro will just do everything else for you. Like, you don't need... You don't need to make sure you're still drawing relevant cards because Uro does things. And this was even more exacerbated when Field of the Dead was legal in and historic and these and Field of the Dead decks in in modern are now doing this, uh, the last last Field of the Dead format. Um, but because like, you know, just just playing lands is enough like you don't need to do anything else and i think because your effects are so big because your effects are uro they're like drawing you a card every turn and gaining you life and maybe ramping you and they come back from the graveyard if they die um and they're a lot of the cards in commander are also like that uro is like the best on rate and also just does everything but i think that like a lot of the effects you're playing in commander are like you know i'm trying to think of like commander staples churistic study or something where like you're just drawing so many cards all you got to do is play lands and you can play all your cards you'll have enough cards forever right right i
1: I feel feel like there is so much design now that is oriented around we've talked about this before allowing you to do play early and play late right that's like so much of what design seems to focus on now so you look at a lot of the cards that get played and it's like the it's the saga where you search for planes, make a zero four gain life. Or if you look at like something like incubation and congruity, it's like look for you know look for a creature because creature or land on that card on the front side, right? Versus like exile something later, or you look at something like aura where it's like you know this is early is going to like get me life, it's going to get me a card and land whatnot. Uh, and I think that there's there's a point there, right? Is that they they don't want you to have to play a certain number of lands to play magic. They want you to have the variety of constructing your deck in such a way that early game even if you do draw two lands you're still going to be okay long game
0: so so i actually i actually disagree with you on the design philosophy they've added i think if you look at the last year they've more leaned because because they've like stopped with cantrips as much right like they're no longer giving you hand sculpting tools it feels more like they've leaned towards play more lands right you have growth spiral euro but also you have a lot of really powerful Hellraiser. hellraiser Arboreal Grazer. Arborial grazer. You, but you also have a lot of powerful lands that do stuff. More than, like, probably any standard I've ever played in. This has all five castles. This has all five of the, like, lands that when they enter play, if you f- have, four, you know, a, a Mystic Sanctuary cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have... Um, two sets of cycling lands in the format? At least one. One, that's in Historic. So so one set of cycling lands. Like, you have all these lands that almost all benefit you from going up in how many lands you're playing, plus cards that also benefit that. And even stuff like Uro and, and Kroksar are both like, you will always have stuff to do with the lands you have. If you get mana flooded, we will provide you with value. It. The We'd rather you play more lands than get mana screwed. And I think that, in some ways, is a response to, like, the pro tour that LSV lost, right? Where he, like, just got mana f- screwed. He, like, didn't draw more than two lands in the last two games of the Pro Tour. And, like...
2: I also think it's, like, kind of... What... What is a problem with our game that causes people to want to play Hearthstone or Legends of Runeterra? Like, why would people, you know, quit Magic to play those games? Or why would they decide, like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try card games. Let me try a couple and see what I like. What's, what's gravitating people away from Magic? And my guess is the mana system can be frustrating. I think people who appreciate magic appreciate the mana system. They appreciate that, like, you you know, there are a lot of strategic decisions about, like, how many lands you're putting in your deck and how you're playing your lands and how you're mulliganing and how you're, you know...
0: Wonder, and but the, and the, I think and that
2: the, when you're getting started, it can just be so frustrating to just like have games where you just don't play, and you're like, "Oh, this game's all luck." Like my opponent got lucky, and I didn't, and whatever, and I'm over it, you know.
0: And I think I think the the colors of land, like like lanes are also a cost of the color system, which I think is the best part about Magic, right? Like, yeah. something that Magic has that other de- games don't is any deck can play red, but you have to have the resources to be able to play it, and and that allows you to balance the um game you're playing and and let, let but it also makes it so like no metagame should ever just be one deck and that's why they don't like fetch lands and Mot and standard with 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 uh dual lands because like that's when it's a four color deck or that's why they didn't like mirrored in because it was only one deck was possibly to be the best and when each color is forcing you away from each other you can play with um two different like if the metagame is always going to be more diverse than something where just like you could play every card and then you just have the best deck and, but you have more choices to be able to build stuff than something like Hearthstone, where uh, oh, I can't play uh, wizard cards in my Necromancer deck. They're just never, I can never combine those two cards, so any cool idea that would use both of them is just not available.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the customizability and backwards compatibility of Magic is what makes it the most interesting game. I I would agree with you. The complexity of Magic is is essentially why we love it. Um, it's also why it took them this many years to make arena. <laughs> it's legitimately like, and, and, and kind of like, I mean, moto came out and like, but moto like just was a lot less pleasing to play and like, didn't look nearly as good. It like didn't function in the way. Cause a lot of the stuff that was complicated about this game, as you mentioned, got taken away and became hearthstone. It's a, it's a game that is very similar. Without a, lot the yeah, it, right? it, it, a lot of complexities of magic.
2: A lot of games, both digital and, and uh, both digital and paper that are like similar to magic. Do just they don't do the mana system. You either get a mana every turn. You can play any card face down as a land. But it's like Alex said, it, it reduces a lot of the like deck building choices that you get because you're locked into a particular class or a particular color combo or whatever. And you just you can only play from these two combos. But in Magic, you can build a five color deck. You can build a, an all artifact deck. You can build. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever combination, and you just have to be willing to like play a bunch of tapped lands, or have your mana be really inconsistent, or whatever. And
1: and and, and uh, I have to tell you, Michael, I'm gonna just interrupt you for a second. It with the way that it's framed, it looks for a second like Peanut was a tiny little like like a demon from the Golden Compass and was on your shoulder. Because <laughs> in the background, Peanut was like walking onto your body. It was great. Um. Anyway, but so, to go back to the point, you were go ahead, go ahead. Alex. I, was,
0: I was gonna say, uh, and it, kind of your point at the beginning with Bertha Miletus, right? Where this is a card that is built to mitigate mana or built to uh, mitigate mana screw right and that's what it feels like wizards is trying to do is like at every level from the new mulligan rule to the cards that they're designing and then the benefits to playing those cards erase mana screw and, and kind of and reduce that from the game allowing you to play with more cards right the black castle lets you play that as an extra land if you go up to 25 lands from 24 lands for that it now starts drawing you cards every turn um and which helps mitigate that so i think that's one of the reasons and i don't think that's going away right we're about to go to zendikar the plane of lands that do stuff
1: (laughs) i I agree and i i was gonna say i agree with you alex and i and i think that like when you talk about that complexity that is removed from a lot of the other tcgs that compete with magic what you lose is the ability to to play those weird decks that take advantage of like land grants. I mean like it like charbelcher decks. Like it's a good example where it's just like sort of the whole construction, the idea of that deck is something that's basically taking advantage of the fact that playing more or playing less lands, uh the treasure hunt decks you play against right now in 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 historic, you know, like with zombie infestation, those decks are playing a million lands. Like you look at I know I lost I literally lost today to New Perspectives, uh Lotus Field with a million cyclers, and they killed me on turn four, and I was like, what is this? And I was like, the whole deck is cycling lands. The entire deck is just cycling lands.
0: I lost a Treasure Hunt Island and one Thassa's Oracle last night, playing Historic. And I was just like, I didn't that's, it. A, I that's what's that. cool about it right <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. don't you think like because to me like that's the thing that makes magic magic is is being able to build something like that coming okay. up with that idea and working on the margins of what you're supposed to do in 60 or 100 cards with roughly 40% lands and saying you know what I'm not going to play 40% lands I'm going to play 5% or I'm going to play 90% so, and I'm going to make it work with what I want to do
0: well and I don't think those decks are going away I mean we just said it right like that deck exists in historic and standard what 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 is going away through this I think is more of the the like micro decision tempo decks like i think like legacy delver where i play a one drop and then i wasteland my opponent out for the game and or bounce everything else that they play or counter it goes is what is is the type of play style that's getting hurt the most by this but at the same time the second most played deck in modern is a delver deck it's not playing delver but it's a delver deck
1: i mean makes me sad because that's my favorite style of magic to play um I'm, I'm, I'm i don't devastated.
2: think that prowess is a delver deck is sure. that what you're talking about alex like the prowess deck the, the the one we were talking about earlier with with like 18 cancer that's a,
1: that's, a, that's like a that's like a blitz deck. Spells, like sprite dragon spell.
2: can act as a delver but yeah like soul scar mage cannot act as a delver yeah yeah. you can't just fair. like play soul scar mage stop your opponent from doing anything and it wins the game like you have to be playing like a bunch of doofus burn. sorceries. and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah that's burn. fair
0: yeah yeah that that's fair like yeah the 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 classic style of of tempo it exists but it is a much harder to make work and yeah. you just need to l- be a little bit more proactive than you used to be in those formats and part of that is because like well a you know legacy Delver hasn't existed in any of these other formats right like the the combination of Delver plus wasteland just enforce ha- a will and days just doesn't exist in any other format on purpose <laughs> yeah. um, like we don't you don't want that in modern really But I know, mean even legacy. something
2: like even something like standard blue white Delver, where you have like Delver into, you know, Ponder to flip it into, you know, Vapor Snag their creature, attack, play Snapcaster, Vapor Snag, attack, Rune yeah. Pike. Like, that is like pretty similar to Legacy Delver gameplay. I mean, obviously, you don't have Wasteland Days or, or Force of Will, but like, Vapor Snag did a pretty okay stand in. You had Mana Leak, you had like Rune Chanter's Pike to like, finish them off i mean like that deck did do that stuff somewhat more recently but i think you know like you said we've been moving away from that type of gameplay but
0: even even like uh you know autumn one with uh when they played the the what's the blue enchantment that lets you mono, draw? yeah the mono blue the mono blue obsession deck. obsession deck that's not and there's been like the blue green flash deck is a similar style of it's not the same type of tempo but it's like at the end of your turn, if you didn't do anything, I get to play a threat, and then every turn you have a tr- you have trouble doing something because I have counter magic up. Uh, while yeah. my threat that I'm able to play at the end of your turn, when you don't do anything, uh, kills you. And I think that that's like tempo still exists. Tempo hasn't gone away. It's just sure. it's not the same. And and I do think that mitigating like wizards realize that the way that they were losing people, like every game that's ever existed based on magic tries to beat the mana system. Magic is still winning, right? It still is probably one of the most profitable games ever invented and part of that has to do with the fact that just people keep coming back to it and more of the mana system is a benefit to it but wizards is realizing also let's figure out ways to mitigate within game the mana system's flaws and i think that's a lot of what we're seeing i mean they're just trying to make the best game that they can and you know can can you
2: improve the mana system by you know mitigating it through cards and honestly I do still get mana flooded and I do still get mana screwed in magic games so it's not yeah, like it's,
1: and it's and it's still frustrating right it's still yeah. it still feels like when it happens like this sucks this is not supposed to be this yeah. isn't the way this is intended but I but I do think like talking about some of the cards we just mentioned right like storming entity is a great example of a card where that card kind of is constructed to be a little bit it's it's supposed to sort of mimic a delver in some ways right but it's also you have to work a little harder to make it work and they'd rather it cost two, um, and they'd rather you be able to cast it for more later if you draw it and you can't cast the extra spell than to be able to like basically play it, manipulate it, have a one drop that attacks for three, and then hold open counter magic and wasteland stuff. That's, they, that is not a design
0: space they're going into. And I,
1: well, I I think it is smarter going, going like, long-term.
0: They're doing it differently, right? Like, they also printed Terramander. Like, Terramander exists. That card is still able to do a pretty decent Delver imitation, right? Like, sprite, sprite Dragon, like sprite we, dragon, we talked dragon. about, you yeah. can do that thing. Or Brineborn Cutthroat
2: is the one that the Flash decks use, right. typically, where, like, right. that's your one threat. You counter all their spells, and you Brazen or to bounce their stuff, and then you kill them. I mean, honestly, like... My description of what you were doing with Delver, some of those cards are more powerful, but you can do that with a Brian Bourne card. You just play it and then instead of mana leaking your your um uh lofty denying or something and, and you're brazen right, borrowing right. to bounce their creature instead of vapor snagging, but it all kills them, you know? Yeah.
0: I would argue it's cool. is Vapor Snag or Brazen Borrower a better card? It depends on if Snapcaster's in the format. Do
1: you say Vapor Snag or Brazen borrower Yeah.
0: I think it's in modern it's brazen in, borrower in is standard better. in standard. In standard. Yeah, so so is is brazen borrower better than snapcaster plague's most vapor snag in standard? Um
2: Snapcaster vapor Snag's pretty, pretty good. Yeah.
1: It is. It is really good. The the problem with the problem with borrower is that um if borrower gets like thwarted in some way if they if they have a way to sacrifice the creature in response or if they can bounce the thing back to their hand or anything like that it's a very bad experience and i and i've and i've been in situations where you're playing against like you're playing against the like woe strider deck or something like that you know what i mean and you're like this brazen borrower is is pretty worthless i like have to just use this as a creature
2: yeah i mean
1: it's like fine, but that's not why. You're not playing it because it's a 3-1 with flying for 3. Yep. You're playing it because you're going to get an extra effect out of a 3-1 for flying for 3. So I think probably snag. I just think I think like the, the velocity of cheaper spells can never be underestimated. I, I don't know. I'm always about playing something that costs less. It always feels like it's better.
0: Uh, I mean, I think Snapcaster Mage is more powerful than all the cards combined, and I think that's the issue, right? Like... Yep. Cause like I also think that format had Lightning Bolt in it, right? <laughs> and like, yeah, did it? When did Lightning Bolt did Lightning Bolt rotate within Estrad?
2: It was in M ten and M twelve. I think M eleven was the corset that was there because M twelve had Priordin. I don't know. I eleven had Priordin. People were not playing Lightning Bolt with with Snapcaster and Standard that I remember. At least not for maybe yeah, for yeah, like a yeah. three month rotation period.
0: get rotated right before. And I think that
2: would be something people wanted
0: to do. But
1: yeah, I don't think I don't think snap I don't think bolt like snap bolt was a was a thing in standard. Or in, I never I never remember that being in standard.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh Moving on. Um All right. So so yeah. So I think I think brazen borrower sees more play than vapor snag does in modern. Right. Uh Yeah. It's, it's the, the flexibility. Like yeah, when,
2: yeah. in formats where. It's not a guarantee that creatures are going to be the thing you need to bounce. Right. Then, like I think, I think
0: Snapcaster Mage is more powerful than both, so it makes that hard. But I think if if there was just like, so yeah, if yeah. Snapcaster is legal,
2: what and and you're playing a standard, probably any standard for the most part, would you rather have Brazen Bar or Vapor Snag in your deck? And I think if Snapcaster is already in my deck. I want the snag. Unless two. there's like a standard two. deck in that format where you
0: specifically need to bounce a on land play both. <laughs> I mean like the beer. <laughs> Like why? <laughs> I get more than two cards. Uh, Alright, so um, do, do we want to... So we have two options next. Uh, we can rank really quickly, and maybe we just do it quickly as part of this, the five um best land destruction lands ever printed um it's, Ooh, and is this really contentious it's not contentious we're just officially saying our list sure right i don't think it's contentious i have maybe it's contentious somewhere we place things but i'll, I'll count down and you guys tell me i'll start from best to worst because okay. i think the best okay. is the obvious the best two is obvious Without yeah. thinking about it, it's the next yeah. three that are harder. Uh, so, number one, in every format that it could be legal in, and, and if it was legal in other formats, it would just be maybe the best card. It's Strip Mine, I think, right? We can all agree. Yeah. Uh, number two, like one, of the, one of the most
1: like, unfair, least fun cards ever in the history of magic that's ever been printed.
0: Fair. Uh, number two, Wasteland. Also pretty, pretty. Played it, right? I don't think anyone's disagreeing with Wasteland being the yeah, second pretty, best.
1: Pretty pretty savage. Pretty savage, no so, doubt.
0: Um it's just strip mine in every format that isn't like no, limited. That's not true Play around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a better, it's a better for gameplay strip mine, but still bad for gameplay. All right, so now third. And and I think I think this is where kind of the discussion went to online when we were talking about it and other people were talking about it. I think it's actually our preview card, uh Field of Ruin. Well, so, we, didn't
1: officially, we didn't officially get that as the first time, but we... Wait, we got the second one, We did
0: officially of field preview Field of Ruin, <laughs> and it just, we previewed it for Theros Beyond Death. I think if we're talking
2: 60 card, 1v1, yes. But Field of Ruin is nearly
0: unplayable in Commander. I disagree. So I had this conversation, and Emma was in it. I forget which Emma. Um, and what's worse... The average of my opponents going up a land, or less, or me going down a land. I mean, I guess right, right, right. Like, like,
2: so so like, the difference is that I had to pay two mana to ramp
0: everyone. Well, but I also or, like or free. I mean, okay. So, yes. so so for people, I guess we didn't say that the, the card that this is in contentiousness is Ghost Quarter, right? Like that's right. that's. In Commander, in constructed sixty card formats, I think Field of Ruin is just better—not better than Ghost Quarter strictly, because there are other things that you can do with it—but it's it's very good. Um, I would say.
1: Why that is Why that is Why is, why is, is
0: better. why is Tech Edge not
1: better in Commander?
0: Tech Edge because it's just the f- well, better than Field of Ruin is maybe a debate. Uh, I think it's more placement on this list. I don't think Tech Edge on the... I think Tech Edge is better than Field of Ruin and Ghost Quarter in Commander.
1: Yeah, it feels like it, right? Cuz four four lands is like easy and like Sure, but it's so much you're it's sitting there.
0: so much worse in every other format of Magic. The land are- destruction is also not that great in, like
2: one one to one land destruction is not that great in Commander because you have so many opponents. Like if it's you if it's the three of us plus Marshall playing and I tech edge Marshall, I'm down a land, Marshall's down a land, you and Alex are just up a land compared to us. And I put myself in that position for some reason. The only reason you really want to do it is if they have like a Gaia's Cradle or like a, something nasty going on that you got to get rid of, Homeward
0: Path or something. Or, uh, or, or a, 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 a Maze of If. Or like there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of good ancient ruin or uh, sorry. Yeah. New so Ruins. like
2: a lot of the time you'll play Strip Mine because it's basically free and it's just a great card and it's flexible. But tech edge is not as much that and neither are any of these they're just not as good and how many of that effect do you really need when it's not even good in the format but i would i think that ghost quarter is better than field of ruin in commander because it puts you at at more or less the same disadvantage relative to your opponents except that it doesn't cost any mana to activate
1: I also think that there's some there's some truth well, to the idea oh, yeah. that as good as field as good as field of ruin is, like, you know, and that ability to activate and get your land. Because I, I do think like so you tap, sacrifice it, pay two, and then you get an untapped source. So it's effectively costing you two mana to get this done. Um, there is something to be said for just like ghost quarter play ghost quarter, sacrifice ghost quarter, costs me nothing other than just this land. And I think I well, guess it depends so, what kind of a table you're at. It depends how competitive the table is and how much you need your mana, and like mana efficiency matters. But I feel like, for instance, like in the games of CDH we were playing, like we all were very interested in using all of our mana. And I don't think you would want Field of Ruin in one of those games. I think you'd want Ghost Quarter. I mean, I think you'd want.
0: Strip yeah, yeah. I man. think I think I think Field of Ruin in CDH is not what you're 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 on about. I, I think that there's two things. One, mana fixing is not to be ignored, right? Like with Ghost Quarter, I'm just down a land. This I can use. To say, oh, I need to get a white land, or if I'm I'm playing green white and only have green sources, this lets me get my white source if I need it, or vice versa. So that that is something that's beneficial Two, Since Field of Ruin has been printed, Ghost Quarter's playability in Modern has like,
1: plumbed, way way less. Right? Yeah, like it, it's I, I would play, agree but Alex. It's in Alex. Field Ruin is if, for Modern, it's three. It okay. is number three in Modern. I agree
0: with you. But I think I think I think Field of so. Ruin is three, like. Since both of them aren't great in Commander, I think Field Ruin has more utility in Commander than than Ghost Quarter does because it does have also political play to it. It does help people out and it does fix your mana and make it so you don't... I don't want to help anyone out. Well, that's because you're playing mono red. Make everyone not do anything. The deck you have dampening spirits. I could make
2: it worse. You could. I could,
0: I could. I'm not arguing against it being. I'm not playing like a stack deck. Yeah, but you don't want people to get lands with field. I don't going. want anybody to do anything that is like. I don't want anybody. You to also do don't that. need. You don't need color. Everybody you don't need, need color do fixing in your your mono red deck. You're not like, oh, man, I'm missing my other color source in my all mountains and one land that doesn't have mountains. I want everybody to be able to do
2: something, right? I just don't want them to do that much of anything. That's fair. Like, you can do
0: some stuff on your turn. Just don't go wild, you know? Don't. All right. So so I think think then Ghost Quarter is second, right? Like, the fact that it's, like, has been the third best for a long time. It's really good with stuff like Leonid Arbiter. It does weird combo things in the world of um, being able to uh, kill stuff like flagstones or target your own uh, indestructible land to go to your graveyard. And then you open the vaults. Br- not open the vaults. What was the second sunrise? Bringing it back. Um, like it was more of a combo engine in eggs than it was a removal
2: spell. to activate.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Um, and then you have, um, then they get to the fifth spot, and and this is the one that I think uh, there was some disagreement. I personally think it's Richard and Port. Well, port is sweet.
1: Port is really sweet. Other I other
0: mean, things for Keshechit is Tech Edge. Tech Edge could be the the fifth. Um, and then go Port. What? Third.
1: Yeah. Oh. I mean, it also. I, I guess it depends. Again, if we're talking, what format are we talking about here? Because of all time, you obviously can't even play Port Modern. So like I. Yeah, I mean, I think of all time, there's an but argument that
2: be the third best, I think
1: there's I think there's an argument that port is better than all of these. I like hadn't even like really considered it. It's not, better not than all. Of these, no, no, I don't think it's better no, than no, Wasteland no, either.
0: Like decks aren't playing. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Number number
1: three. I think yeah, we all agree yeah. one and two or one and two. I'm saying I think port could be number three, to be honest.
2: What's weird about port is that it gets a lot worse when you don't also have Wasteland.
0: And it gets worse in formats that we described at the beginning of the podcast, right? Or not the beginning, in the middle. But like Uro and Port have relationships that don't get along. Right? Like right, when, right, when, right. when, like when people really are care. just able to play as many lands as they want and four and five drops are what, or not necessarily four and five drops, but plays involving more lands than three are important. Yeah. Well, when the game I, matters, Port gets a lot I worse. Think, I think you're
2: right. I think Port is exactly number three when wasteland is legal and when wasteland is not legal like if they just printed port into standard or something would anybody play it in modern over or if it was in modern horizons 2 or i don't know something like that would you, would you play, play it, but... like would you play it instead of field of ruin in like anything i don't
0: know nor
1: i quarter. think where because because i think i think uh,
2: your you played in the death strong, michael deck. Yeah, but in well, the Death and Taxes deck, you're looking to do Leon and Arbiter stuff.
0: Well, I'm, say- I'm saying you would play four Ghost Quarter, and then this would be... Like, like its relationship with Wasteland in sure. the Death and Taxes deck works with its relationship with Ghost yes, Quarter.
2: Yes, yes. And it um, allows you to, fair. like... to You can port their fetch so that you can waste it, or you can, like, port the basics that they get, but they probably don't have that many, so you're, like... You know, choking them with wasteland while you're also keeping them off of basics, and yeah, I like, also it's think it's better think, when think, your think, opponent doesn't have a lot of land. So if you're already putting pressure on lands with like Leonard Arbiter, Ghost Quarter, or wastelands, then it's better.
1: I also think that if you are playing Modern and if Richard imports Legal, even in that deck, to be honest. I think it's probably good in Death and Taxes because of just what you guys are talking about, but that's maybe the only situation I can really think of. I guess I could see it in, like, blue-white control, maybe as, like, a one-of if they're trying to get ahead and they're just kind of keeping you down a little, but Modern's pretty cheap. It's pretty efficient, and if you're not Wastelanding, Richard and Port takes a lot of resources to try to slow people down, and I feel like you try that once or twice, and if they have an instant to get around you, I feel like you actually fall behind really fast in tempo trying to use Richard and Important Modern. I just think, like... It, the, the efficiency of the spells in Modern, they're, like, pretty similar to Legacy in terms of their cost. I well, think like, that the difference there...
0: I think more decks play Ghost Quarter than Richard Import in Legacy. Like, I can't say that with any factual thing, and I hope someone in the comments please lets me know. Like, because there's one deck that plays... There, there, are, there are a few styles of decks that play Richard Import, but I've seen Ghost Quarter as I, like, Fifth answer to lands that are problematic than I've ever seen Richard import as a like fifth wasteland. Mm-hmm. You if you're playing a Richard yeah, import, it's just you're they do different things. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess my point is like Richard import is a style of card for decks. It is very good at what it does and is probably the most powerful if, for what it's doing. But it is pigeonholed to its playstyle versus Ghost Quarter, which is more versatile than that in older formats. The other thing about Modern that makes Richard import bad
2: is the existence of Tron, like port doesn't really do anything against tron and any of these other options like heck even the really bad ones the, like the pay for tap sack to straight yeah. target land whatever that or card the, is, it is just, it off it's tron. but rashad Import is when like i you tap your tower i guess i know you still have 900 mana <laughs> <laughs> i
1: i think i think port also that where port's interesting over the others is like so you know let's just because we're jumping around formats here but let's just say we're talking about playing uh you know Highlander or something like that. Um and I know I'm trying to kill you and eventually you might get a maze of If. I know you probably your deck plays it. Uh there's a good chance I'm gonna, you know, not be able to kill you the way I want to with this like let's say Dark Depths token or something you know, obviously if I have a strip mine or I have anything else and I and I burn it early on your other problematic land, it's gone. With port, it's just a land that sits there. I can be, you know, make, slowing you down. And then when you finally do have your maze of ith, I can tap it and kill you. And it's been valuable to me all game doing something else. But the trick
2: is, what if it's not a maze of ith? what if it's a Caracas and you're trying to kill them with a the dark depths token? Like same scenario, except instead of maze of if they have Caracas. Now you wish you had that strip mine or that ghost quarter or something, right? Because the port is going to tap the Caracas, and they're just going to be like, okay, I mean, like, untap, get it,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, but if I try to strip mine your Caracas and you tap it to kill my token, I guess I don't make the token until I've strip mine your Caracas. Correct. But, yeah.
0: But I guess yes. I
2: guess you can, like, if you have the mana, you can, like, tap the Caracas, make the token on their end step, and then kill them. I, don't, I mean, well, th-
0: there, there's yeah, a scenario exactly. that, like, the scenario that both of them are bad, they're both bad, right? Like, what you like, them playing Caracas yeah, after you yeah, make yeah. the token, it doesn't matter. If you're playing Richard Import or Strip Mine, they bounce your token. They have priority. So, so the answer is, what's better on the other end when it's good? And I think, I think, I think Ghost Quarter is better than because Strip Mine's obviously better than Richard Import, but Ghost Quarter is better than Richard Import most of the time. Um, except for... where do we
1: rank Encroaching Wastes? That's the question.
0: Oh wait, that's the card I was talking about. Encroaching yeah. Wastes. I think Tectonic it, Edge it would be six, right? <laughs> it does. Be. Yeah, it I think. Does I, think encro- I think. I think Tech Edge. I think the problem with tech edge is it just is outclassed by these other options uh, what uh, I think I think Sam um, mentioned that his like galaxy brain best land destruction spell was thespian stage Sam Lewis Sam Lewis right? yes judge Sam well, let me ask prominent, you guys this prominent judge yeah. Sam uh, if this card existed
1: would you what would
0: you guys you think didn't about even, this you didn't card? Even, you're not even reacting to the thespian stage is the best one. <laughs> Cause, Why is that? Because it destroys and creates a twenty twenty with your magic. <laughs> it's destroying uh, it two that, lands that, that, whenever you use it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, what if this card existed? What if it was a colorless land, enters the battlefield tapped, when it enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice this land to destroy target land. Can't use it for mana the turn it comes down, and if it untaps, it's no longer going to be a card that can destroy something, but you could strip mine somebody in any format turn one by just playing this land.
0: I think it still needs to be non-basic. And I think if it if you can
1: only use it the turn it comes down, so you're okay, maybe it has to be non-basic, otherwise it's just not fun.
0: Being able to strip mine for free on turn one is real good.
2: I would say that strip mine and wasteland often you just use them the turn you play them anyway. Yeah. Especially like Especially in formats where your opponent also has access to those, because like there's been times where You know, I tap my Wasteland and then my opponent, like, plays, like, Wasteland's my Wasteland or something to protect their colored sources or, like, you don't want to tap your Wasteland if you can avoid it anyway. So, I like, the optimal play is, like, you know, turn one, fetch for Tropical Island, play Delver or whatever, turn two, Wasteland their land, right? Like, right away same functionality basically.
1: So what it, if it's a colorless okay, what if it's a colorless land? It's obviously better
2: tapped. than that, but I don't think that's like so much worse than
0: wasteland.
1: What if it's a colorless land uh, enters I the battlefield the land tapped?
0: We, we forgot that that could be in fifth place. But you, you go finish your thing.
1: What if it's a colorless land enters the battlefield tapped? It does tap to add one, but it enters tapped, and when it enters the battlefield, you may pay one and sacrifice this land to destroy target land. So you can't do it on turn 1. You can turn to it. It costs you your full second turn.
0: I think they want you to avoid being able to blow up lands under three lands and then them be mana screwed because of it. So that card, Ben, is kind of just Boom from Boom
1: Bust. True, but it's, yeah, I mean, I love Boom.
0: <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> um, what, uh, uh, we forgot Dust bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah Dust Bowl's real. Dust real. Commander. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Bowl was what people were arguing was the fifth best, and I was arguing Rishundin Port over it. I still think in Port is in more in the top five, and Dust Bowl's, like, number six. I think Dust Bowl's better than tech tech Played. It. I think you have to
2: have played Legacy to appreciate Rishundin Port. That's fair. you just played Modern and or Commander or Standard or whatever, it's a non-Legacy formats, so you're not going to appreciate it that
0: That's much. fair. That's fair.
2: Because in Legacy, it's
0: really good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it good in vintage? I don't know enough about vintage to be able to. No, because everybody
2: says Moxin and stuff. Oh, like yeah. those
0: types of effects are
2: not even as good. Like you still play Strip Mine and Wasteland because like you can, but right. it's you'll not get them. Like...
0: Yeah,
2: not And, the and you need to hit like Workshop and like Bazaar of Baghdad and just like these outrageous things that are not even magic cards. But like Port isn't good against them. Right, 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 those right. Cards like I guess it's good against Workshop or it's okay against Workshop, except that they already have something disgusting in play.
0: That's. Actually, it for the episode. Uh, we were out of time, so I want to do a last minute shout outs. A uh, big thank you once again. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. What are, what, do we miss a land? Um, we'd love to get ideas from you on um, how the new logo looks. Do you like it? What, what are, now that we're no longer just talking about modern officially uh, as the only thing, what things would you like us to talk about? What other formats, what other things in those formats would you like to hear our opinions on? Um, now that, um, yeah, uh, big shout-out once again to our Patreon. Make sure to check it out. It's how we're able to make this happen. It's how Marshall is able to edit. The fact that cards were showing up on the screen. And so even if I forget what a card is called, you guys don't forget it. That's how it happens. So definitely check out our Patreon. Thank you to all our Patreon members. They get cool. We, like, have been doing movie podcast content for them every week. So even if you, like, are a patron but you don't listen to the raw feed, check it out. Because there's, like, a whole extra section just for you on Patreon, exclusive to the patrons. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and all those places. I'm at Kes Wiley.
1: You guys can find me at Ben Bateman Media. And please go check out my new uh, stuff. I'm doing over on Nerds and Suits, youtube.com slash Nerds and Suits. I've been doing that for a few months. Very proud of am doing over there.
2: Uh, I am at Dunard, D-U-D-A-R-D-D.
0: On Twitter. And then uh, make sure to follow uh, me on Twitch. So we do the Commander stream every Monday night. Uh, this last week, you can find it on the channel. We did uh, CDH with Playing with Power. Ben is currently... Just like kicking people's butts, but you got to watch this week to see if he continues that streak with uh, Najila. And then we'll be on their channel uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, So check out Playing with Power. We're going to be slinging some spells. I have a new Blood Pod deck. Uh, I've realized that I just am only happy if I'm playing Blood Pod or Birthing Pod in every format. So I'm super stoked to take that uh, for a spin uh, tomorrow for the first time. So that's Saturday, the bringing up a calendar because I don't know dates also
2: a non-blue CEDH deck which That's is like true. a non-blue vintage deck in that when you see it you're always like mm, how uh, do they not play blue <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh it's uh, the 29th so we'll, we'll be we'll be on the playing with power channel on the 29th make sure to follow there and then uh, uh on our twitch twitch.tv slash or my Twitch. Kes Wiley is where we stream the Commander content we do every Monday. Um, This next week, we are being featured by Wizards. We're going to be one of their featured creators, which is going to be really sweet. And so instead of doing Commander, we're going to do uh, uh, some arena content. We're going to be, Ben's going to be on his streaming, so he'll be on Ben Bateman streaming. I'll be at Kes Wiley. We're going to battle it off. Uh, Michael is going to be one of the angels over one of our shoulders telling us how we should be playing better. Uh, We're going to be playing uh, probably some Highlander uh, arena gauntlet, which is the six or four decks 1v1 format that we've been loving playing so definitely check that out and we'll be doing a bunch of streaming next week in general. Uh there's anything
2: else you want to see a stream, we want to limit to arena because that's what the that's what Wizards wants to see from us when they're uh featuring us. Uh, featuring us, yeah. but You know, we could do historic, we could do draft, we could do standard, we could do Highlander Arena Gauntlet or Gladiator or Brawl or whatever. So let us know.
0: Yep. So super stoked and um, excited to to see you guys in future content things that we're doing and really hyped. Uh, Thanks so much. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Michael. Um, Thank you, Marshall. Thank you, patrons. Uh, Thank you, person who helped to design the logo that Ben is going to shout out right now.
1: Jacob Patrick at jpds on instagram or follow him on twitter he does incredible stuff for the movie trivia showdown for my stuff over in action and now he's helping us out here on the mm cast it would mean a lot to me if you guys just give him a big shout out telling him how, how much you like the new logo thank you so much
0: and uh thank you to playing with power for joining us last week on uh the commander with two capital m's uh stream and we're excited to be on your channel this weekend thanks everybody and we'll talk to you guys next week